Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us in the Weekly Standard is Andrew Ferguson. And Andrew, I've dragged you into the studio because I'm curious about your take as the official culture maven for the Weekly Standard on what's happening at Trump Tower. But you are, by the way, the culture ma- maven of culture. Do I have that title? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what maven <laughs> means, but, uh, but the culture thing sounds so, so high-toned. I'm, like I'm watching my TV screen, and I'm watching these people go in and out for this audition series at Trump Tower. So you say you can dance with Donald Trump or whatever they're calling it. And on one level, that disturbs me, this this kind of reality TV thing. But then you're looking at the people going in and out of the building. Al Gore, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jim Brown, the sports great and the star of that great romantic comedy, A Dirty Dozen. Uh, In which he has the greatest running scene. Absolutely. And if you want to know why it's a romantic comedy, watch Sleepless in Seattle. They cover it for you there. Um, uh, Ray Lewis, the uh, Baltimore. You're a culture maven. (laughs) (laughs) The range of those cultural illusions there. Ray Lewis, the uh, professional football player and amateur stabber. And then the naked cowboy. Of course. Are all seen on video going up into the golden uh, elevator. And I'm just wondering, in all seriousness, what, what, what's your response to this from a cultural standpoint, that this is the leader of the free world, the president-elect, handling this way and meeting with someone like Kanye West? Well, you know, th- there's a little bit of a backstory there, which is Kanye said in public that he would have voted for uh, Trump, but then uh, not coincidentally was um, had a nervous breakdown two days later and was institutionalized. Um, so, uh, you know, you shouldn't be surprised that Kanye was there. Al and um, Leonardo, it's even odder in a way because they certainly didn't vote for Trump uh, and they're sort of pledged to continue policies that he would hate. You know, the thing is, I'm not shocked by any of it because... This is what happens. I mean, we elected a guy who was most famous for yelling, you're fired, uh, to a bunch of grasping wannabe movie stars for – how long did that show run for? I think for? 14 like, years, 14 if I recall. 14 years. He had 14 years of doing this. I don't think the man – could have a day in which he didn't think running into Kanye was the normal thing to do. Like, this is this is how my life goes. Well, then let me ask you this way. Andrew Breitbart, the great man whose name is disparaged, in my opinion, every day by what's happening at Breitbart.com, he talked about politics is downstream of culture. And I guess if you think of culture in that broader sense of kind of you know the, 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 the guidelines for civilization, the agreed upon parameters for how civilized people will get along. Right. Are you saying that if you're going to have a culture that's dominated by, you know, reality TV and, you know, public displays of insanity, that eventually it had to catch up with politics? Is that yes, what you're saying? I, I think Andrew was always, that is always a really astute comment on his part because, but the thing is, if culture changes, as you say, politics has to change afterwards. In fact, politics doesn't even remain politics. Uh, and it's not just culture, remember, we're not talking about him having Seiji Ozawa or, you know, <laughs> somebody like that in there. Or Yo-Yo Ma didn't show up with yeah. his cello to... uh, I mean it's a very particular kind of culture that he likes it's a it's pop culture it's a culture without any reference to the greatness of western civilization or anything like that and pretty so that stream of pop culture comes down and just swallows up everything including politics how would you respond to the argument that the cultural right 
has already lost the debate. That if you're looking at where culture is, the notion of how we should get along, the notion of the word appropriate. To say the word appropriate in public is to risk disparagement and scorn. Well, appropriateness implies standards, right? Right. And uh, the cultural right, whether self-appointed or not, was supposed to be the part of the country that that was guardian to the greatness of civilization and you know all the treasure troves of not only american culture but the culture throughout the west uh that that went out the door a long time ago Uh, you know even president george w bush who was condemned as an dope by people who didn't know him uh the guy read a lot of books you know Mm -hmm. before that ronald reagan showed that he had clearly studied economics closely and knew a lot of american history uh there's no evidence and i mean this seriously there does not seem to be evidence that donald trump has ever read a book i don't know if he's ever claimed to have read a book including the ones that he wrote uh so you know, this is where we are right now, and that's gone. Well, first of all, let me just point out that uh, naysayers like yourself, like heartless critics and probably stooges of the media elites, claim that Donald Trump is that rare person who has written more books than he's read. Yeah, I, of course, right. would never uh, concur with that. Right. But secondly, what about this notion that what we're discussing here is a conversation that only the elites have. Yes. America's moved on. The Trump voters have looked at the elites, at the ideas of the elites, and uh, they've they've rejected it. And it's just your day, Mr. You know, college, pointy head, academic, intellectual book reader. Your day is over. This is the time for Kanye and the naked, ca- naked cowboy. It is. It is. But remember, this is not a, just a, this is not a creation of some kind of right wing elitist uh, popular culture is now where the elite meet. Uh, I mean, you know, look at Hollywood. Hollywood is filled with self-righteous Democrats who think that they're upholding standards while they vote for Hillary Clinton. This isn't a cultural right versus a cultural left thing. This is versus culture versus non-culture. <laughs> well, I hope you Philistines listening to this podcast have enjoyed it. Yeah, Thank wake you. up, America. <laughs> Thank you so much, Andrew Ferguson, for joining us for the Weekly Standard Podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to these podcasts at iTunes.com, and you'll never miss another one. Also, check out our other great products at PodcastOne.com, like the Crystal Clear Podcast with Bill Crystal every Friday. Thanks for your time. I'm your host, Michael Graham.